Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are here live on YouTube, so if you check it out there or maybe on Facebook, watch. I think that's what it's called. Who knows with Meta these days, they change things all the time. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. That would be much appreciated. You can come and tune in every Sunday night at 9 Eastern, maybe a little before, maybe a little bit later, and see three beautiful faces. But this week, we get a bonus face. We have Nick Whalen joining James, Tyler, and I this week. Nick, how the hell are you, bud? Uh, awesome, man. I actually, I'm, I live in Wisconsin. I mowed for the first time. It's May. It was finally no snow when I was able to do it. So I was excited. Yeah. Wow. My wife, my wife told me I have to wait for like the queen bee or something like that. I don't know the rules. That, that's a thing <laughs> around here too. I don't get it. Like it, it was like long yeah. enough and I'm like, I can do it. It's the not bad weather. I'm going to do it. I yeah. It's something with the bees to, to help. Yeah. It helps the pollination of the grass and flowers, etc. I just cut it when it needs to be cut. The issue but, is, I mean, we have a massive had... bee hole in our backyard. And, like, you have Did you to... hear that, guys? Tyler said he had a massive bee hole. <laughs> last, last year, we had to mow around How the bee hole. How big was the bee hole? It, it was a big bee hole. You had hole. to mow around like, the bee hole? We had to wash the bee Should I drop the Manscaped ad now? We had to wash the bee hole out. Like, we had to really just pretty much power wash the bee hole. Is this a not safe for work pod now? Do we have to this, like just so different categories? We left, you put the left, bee hole on a bidet. We left. It was kind of like it, and we left the water on by accident, and there was bee hole water yeah, all over, a big time flooded bee hole. Yeah. Wow. And Go like my wife, my wife had to take care of. You'll be good. It's like, see, I got, I got stung by the bee hole, so my wife actually had to take care of the bee hole. I'm wow, we've gone off the rails in under four minutes here, which is amazing. That might be a new record. Uh, I'm here for it, though. Uh, so this week we have Nick joining us. We are going to, to do a team need mock draft episode, which Tyler's going to be leading the way. So prepare yourselves now. Go grab a snack. God help us all. God help us Three all. Three hour podcast while I explain everything. <laughs> right. And we and we have some news. There has been some activity this week as well. But before we get into news, before we get into mocks, before we get into all that stuff, we've had enough B-hole talk for the last minute. We'll probably have some more knowing us. Uh, but I did want to talk about Underdog. They just dropped Best Ball Mania 4. It's the biggest underdog contest ever. $3 million to first place which is absolutely awesome. If you don't want to do the, I think it's $25 for Best Ball Mania, you can do the Puppy Tournament, which is $5, and you can enter $500,000 in, in prizes. And when you do that, go on Google Play, go on the Apple iTunes Store, and download Underdog. You can use code DHH, and they will deposit up to $100 matched right away. So 25 25 so on and so forth. If you're not big into fantasy football, I mean, why are you listening? We appreciate you. But if you are you need a fix and you're waiting for fantasy football to come back, well, guess what? You can play other sports as well. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are going on. You got golf. You got hockey playoffs. I think they have NASCAR. Did you see the fight from today where a guy got punched in the face? NASCAR doing NASCAR things. Uh, they've got – it's just an awesome time on Underdog. You road can play, rage. Oh, yeah. Ricky you can play Bobby. in all different ways on Underdog. So check it out. Once again, that is code DHH to have your deposit up to 100 matched right away let's get into some player news there's nothing major here this week so i just want to kind of i'm just going to give you the news and then i want you guys to just get kind of throw in any nuggets that you might have any thoughts um as we go through them so i'm just going to give you all these nugs i'm going to give you a 20 piece nugget you ever eaten a 20 piece nugget before by yourself oh yeah not whalen whalen doesn't eat that he maybe a 20 piece salad <laughs> 20 i mean i ate two croutons so many once. different lettuce varieties yes <laughs> a spring mix <laughs> arugula very healthy uh let's go into the news so the buffalo bills made a move at running back everyone's favorite latavius murray to a one-year contract it's a one-year 1.3 million dollar contract veteran minimum more or less uh in wide receiver news well actually i'll stick with running back so the chiefs also well, they re-signed Jarek McKinnon, which we all kind of knew was going to happen after the period went by where you don't have to have compensatory picks. Uh, we've seen some signings this week. It's another one year, $1.3175 the same exact as Latavius Murray's. 
Um, McKinnon obviously was pretty dang good last year and helped people win in the playoffs, which we'll see if that happens again this year. The Chiefs did decline uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's fifth-year option because they're a smart franchise. They probably shouldn't have drafted him in the first place, but that's a whole nother conversation. In other running back news, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, the habitual gum chewer, chews like a cow, drives me crazy, said that Ken Walker and Zach Charbonnet will battle for the team's lead rollback this summer. Talk about a b-hole. Yeah, Pete, big big b-hole energy out of him. Uh, the Broncos exercised wide receiver Jerry Judy's fifth-year option, um, so he will be back on the team with his fifth year, which I think is a pretty pretty good chunk of change for the wide receiver as yeah. well. And then uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissaro reports report reports reports <laughs> he reports that, that Massachusetts accent isn't that reports <laughs> report he reports it. Uh, the Packers signed QB Jordan Love to a contract worth up to twenty two and a half million dollars, thirteen and a half guaranteed. He will be the quarterback there through the twenty twenty four season. And then some really deep cuts. The 49ers signed quarterback Brandon Allen, formerly oh, Joe Burrow's. We don't need to Cincinnati. talk about this, you guys. The Ram- this, is so- this is super flex. The Rams signed so quarterback ugly. Brett Rippon. No. Pass, pass. The Eagles signed tight this? end Dan Arnold. <laughs> James, and, you're not allowed for the player the news anymore. released Nick Foles. <laughs> yes. So I knew. Now, let's bring Nick into this. Nick, I knew eventually. So I've been doing the show sheet for about, eh, say, about a year, a year and a half now. I knew one day I would put enough bad information in the news that Tyler would say, I will do it from now on. So there you go, he Tyler. Won't do it. it is all yours. <laughs> he's just he's just copy and pasting Roto World. Uh, all right, whatever. Kicker? Okay, throw it in. <laughs> can, no, can, but can, Nick, can I jump in? I do Absolutely. want because you did tweet about Jordan Love's contract because there's a lot of people saying it was a bad contract. I want you to tell because I agree with you fully. So why don't you go on with yeah, Jordan and, Love's contract? And and I know people, you know, you can see I'm a Bears fan. I do live in Wisconsin for most of my life. You know, they'll say I'm a hater or whatever. That might be the worst contract I've seen a player sign recently. This is how bad it is because you know they say the the up to everything have you guys seen the incentives or no from your tweet yes i okay. i do know that it's up to 22 million or something like that right so. yeah so so for people that don't know basically jordan love has to be a top 16 quarterback in a bunch of different t- passing statistical categories to hit some thresholds a top 10 quarterback to hit more of the incentives lead the packers to the playoffs um win the conference championship game win the super bowl or make the Pro Bowl hit any of the incentives outside of 500000 if he plays 65% of the snaps. So, Jordan Love, next year, if he only hits 65% of the snaps and he's the 17th or worst best quarterback and they don't make the playoffs, will make $8.06 million. That's nothing. That's yeah, And, yeah. I, and for, for example, uh, Falcons here, we can hit up you guys. Taylor Heineke signed for two years, $14 million to be basically a backup with Atlanta. Jacoby Brissett to battle it out with Howell, one year, $8 million. That's backup money, basically. Terrible. It's a bet Terrible. on himself, as they say. Yeah, he, he certainly did. And that's the thing. Is people are like, oh, well, it, it's conservative. It's like players only have so many years to get money. So let's ask this question then, Nick. You really think it's more of a fluff piece for Jordan Love trying to make him feel good in the media more so than actually getting what he deserved? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he deserved more than I know Green Bay doesn't believe in him. That's what it is. Like if they did, he'd get 20 million guaranteed for one year. So to me, it's Green Bay doesn't believe in him. It's a smart deal for the Packers, but or Jordan Love has less confidence than we thought. The only other option, only other option would be. If Jordan Love's like, listen, this guy Rogers has been so selfish with money. I'm going to take one cheap year and try and Before fix I everything around the team. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only way. Now, I don't think athletes should do that because he could, you know, get injured and whatever. But sure. that could be it, too. I I actually think that um, I like the deal for Jordan Love. He's kind of bent on himself. And for me, what's your second option? Clifford, who they just drafted, who is, if you've watched Big Ten football, he is very bad. He is so bad. Undraftable. Yes, and the fact that he's a fifth-round pick. (laughs) Fifth round. 
terrible. But yeah, that was a bad pick. I maybe that was I, the confidence boost that Jordan Love needed. We're gonna bring in another quarterback, but he's gonna be so bad that you have <laughs> nothing to worry about. Yeah, that that's it because sounds uh, about right. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Jordan Love. I do think that he he has a lot to prove, and I think with this contract, he's kind of betting on himself a little bit. So. That's any where other, we're at with Jordan Love. Any other thoughts from any of these uh, news and notes here? Do we think that, um, I mean, no, McKinnon coming back obviously muddies things a little bit, but Nick, I want to know what you think about Isaiah Pacheco going forward. I didn't like his film uh, coming okay. out of college with Rutgers, but um, I think, I mean, McKinnon's old. Can we get to that part too where people are just like, oh, yeah, he's, he's only- post 30. The only thing about DFS, he had like one good week and then caught like, you know, a reception for a touchdown. So people just kept starting him or whatever. Like this is Pacheco's thing right now. And they got no one in there. I'm acquiring him anywhere I can redraft. I mean, this is a yeah. huge guy. And the reports came out. He was injured. He had a torn yeah. labrum and wrist. Like, I saw that. Buy him. Yeah. yeah. And they love him there. Like you can tell they absolutely love him in that locker he room. He was a big winner post draft. Yeah. I was worried. I have Pacheco on one roster. I got him super cheap in the auction last year and stashed him on my taxi. And I was like, what do I do with him? Do I sell him now or wait till the draft? I'm probably going to keep him. He's my RB4, really. So I'm like, you know, I'm probably going to keep him now. Um, and But he is one of the players that I don't think enough people are talking about that escaped the draft with in a really good spot. Yeah. He's one of those guys that if you sell, you're selling too cheap and. Nobody's going to buy for the price that he actually deserves. So he's one of those guys that should just stay on your team and mm-hmm. he'll be on your team for years until he's probably out in three or four years. So, yeah, I mean, the good news is you didn't, you didn't uh, spend a lot of draft capital to get him yeah. on your team or a lot of your auction budget. So it's like, uh, it's just a full Even on after like the season started, I was buying him for a second. You know, I'm okay. I remember with that, that because the production yeah. will be all right. Yeah. I do remember There's- that, James. There's three running backs that I thought won a ton that are somewhat youngish, and and Pacheco's one, Dobbins is the other, and Akers mm-hmm. is the, the last one. Like I'm acquiring all of them, and if you think Rashad White is one of them, you're wrong. I'm going to buy Chase Edmonds or anyone else in that offense. He Sean was the Tucker. worst, yeah. worst expected guy. yards per carry running back in the entire NFL last year, and they're not going to throw 750 times again. Brady's gone, so. Yep. Nope. I, I, I've got Sean Tucker late in a lot of rookie drafts. I know James has too. I'm a believer. The medicals, I know they're a little scary. I wish yes. he would have got. I wish he would have got drafted, but you know what? Nice, I'm going to nice take a late is. shot on him because I think he could be a. I a think if it wasn't for the medical, if it was, if it wasn't for the medicals, he would have went in the fourth round. The well, latest. yeah, but I mean, oh, yeah. the, with the whole Demar Hamlin thing, people are worried about his heart so like they don't want that to happen to their team it was a big i, I did see him creeping up into the third round of, of rookie drafts today though i That's took him i was in one and he went at the 312 a lot of people love the prospect but like like nick's saying i do agree the heart is a major issue and a lot of teams will be wary to put him on the field it's it's kind of like justin ross that's what it is like it's a guy that our priors had him oh, way higher justin ross. <laughs> and and we're, and we're gonna believe what we're gonna believe but i mean honestly we know we've done this for years what you should do in your yeah. rookie drafts is follow the nfl draft because that leads to opportunity yep. like don't don't outsmart it all like okay second round yep i'm gonna take him because he went the second was- round over fifth round guy I was telling Doug that the other day too about my process and how I, wa- I used to watch like seven games for for a player, and I, I'm gonna be done with that because the NFL tells us exactly what we need to know. So maybe like one or two, get kind of a general grasp of players I like, and then let the NFL tell me the other half of the script because these players that I'm like, oh, I really like this guy. Nope, seventh round pick. Like he, the chances of that hitting are, are slim. Pacheco tonight, so. last year. Yeah, James I mean, Robinson two years ago. For how like, many? Yeah, Pacheco's there's always at least. Did like the film yeah. on Pacheco. I know. There's Doug always at least. Yeah, there's always at least one guy that's a, either a round six, seven, or a UDFA that comes out of nowhere <laughs> and 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 makes noise. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, for instance, like there's James usually Robinson. Yeah, there's usually one guy. So for me, my guy is Sean Tucker. Late third to me is nothing in these rookie drafts. Yeah. Like this class isn't very particularly good i mean it's so, the cliffhanger right there at the end of the third round going into the beginning of the fourth rookie mm-hmm. drafts right now so yeah. you know take the take your guy there you know don't be well, afraid of I'm, I'm i'm one thing i think that people should do that all these guys would fall in that category is what you should do is get a ton of crap running backs that are young because you wait for injury you wait for opportunity and one will spring up and then what you do is you deal them for more capital better capital like yeah, that's 100%. what you should do like before the draft what i do i trade off any running back that wasn't like a complete stud because i don't know ken walker got crushed like you don't want to like eliminate 
Uh, Tyler Algier, like same thing. Like just don't do that to your running backs because you lose all value. Like just rinse and repeat all the time. I hate yeah. I hate running backs in Dynasty. They <laughs> they are literally the bane of my existence. I hate them so much. Except yes. Bijan, of course, because the bane of your existence. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep it moving i think that's yeah we don't need to hit on any other notables there i think that's that's uh pretty pretty good uh before we move on though i did want to give a shout out to our longest standing sponsor here on dynasty happy hour and that is trophy smack we say it every week if you haven't got your trophy already come on commish get off your keister get it done get it to the league winner it's already may the season starts in september like get it done and when you do that make sure you use code dhh ring because when you get that belt or that trophy, you'll get a free $60 championship ring that you can either keep for yourself, you can give it to them, maybe give it to the second place guy, the high scorer. I don't care what you do. It's free when you use code DHH ring. So give it to your kid. Doesn't matter to me. Just make sure you do that. But they've got championship trophies and belts for every occasion, every sport. They've got stuff for the losers in your league. Just a little bit of everything. So check out trophysmack.com today. And again, that's code DHH ring for the free $60 championship ring at checkout. So Tyler, I'm going to hand it off to you in confidence. Oh god. That you're going to take you're going to you're going to guide us and lead us the way in this mock draft. All right. So everybody, do you, do you have is, a draft order first of all? Uh we are going to give Nick the first pick, but there's going to be a twist. So I like it. And then we're going to go It's already me, a twist. And we haven't even had the first pick. Oh. Me god. too. And then Doug 3, James 4. Just cuz he um, off. Oh. That's no. <laughs> right. I, I like the 104. Actually, I've um, had a lot of shares on the so what, and I'm on the clock at on one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make I'm going to twist things around because guess what? You guys have listened to a bunch of rookie mocks. Like you guys have seen the rookie mocks. Like oh, here's the pick. Here's the pick. I wanted to twist it up a little bit because I want to give scenarios for each picks because that's what we are actually running into per you know each and every single team. So when 101's on the clock. I'll give the scenario what your team looks like, and I'm also gonna like say, oh, you also have this pick in the first round, and I'm gonna try to match them up for the same pick you also have. So I call uh, dibs on the Busta Rhymes verse in scenario. <laughs> if you're a hip hop so, head, you know what I'm talking about. So what? That's what we're gonna do. And the first pick, Nick, is your team complete rebuild, complete rebuild. You are are the worst team. You earn the 101 easily. But you also have pick 109. Is this is it Superflex? Superflex, tight end premium. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be John Robinson, and then I'll probably trade him later. But that's who I'm going with. And it's not and it's not even a debate for me because there's no, you know, Caleb Williams, these quarterbacks I think are all to me. Um, I don't hate them, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to have one of them. So I'm going Bijan, and then I will definitely shop him. Oh yeah. That I mean, I've seen that option a lot on Twitter as well. I've done and it personally. Yes, that is not a bad option to do because he is already RB one in Dynasty. So there's an argument uh, that he is peak value right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm gonna go 102, and the interesting thing here is I am good at quarterback, but I am. But you have red hair. I'm not. <laughs> I am not great. You're Andy every, Dalton. I, I, I'm good Wentz. at what? Well, so we'll say the scenario. I'm good at quarterback. I've got like Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, so I, I'm good. But You're my okay. third quarterback's not great, and then my running backs are bad. My receivers are good. I'll go that scenario. So for for me, I'm still gonna go Anthony Richardson, just because Watson gives me a little scare. Like there's a chance he does not come back to what he used to be. Uh. You know, we saw some hope in the season, and that hope could turn into something good. But for me, that the fact that I have two good quarterbacks gives me the opportunity to go with the upside play instead of the safety play. And that's why I'm going to go Anthony Richardson here at 102. So at 102, Anthony Richardson, Doug, 103. I think Nick wants to chime in. I, yeah. I just want to jump in because I mean you're going through scenarios. I I made a trade today. I have 102 that I think could be helpful. So I had I had two good quarterbacks like you did, and I personally don't have Anthony Richardson as my top quarterback, which oh, I know is either. a little bit out there. So I and the guy had the 104 who was trying to move up for his choice of quarterback. So I was like, I don't care. I'll take whoever is left in Superflex. And I moved up from 112 to 108. And we know 112 is, we'll get into that later, is kind of a bad area. 
to 108, which I still could get a first round player. So like you can do things like that too, where, Hey, I'm going to move into a good area of the draft and I'll just, I'll take whatever quarterback is left. Yeah. For me, Bryce Young is still my quarterback one and uh, Richardson's too. So yeah. But for me, with the way the team played out, Anthony Richardson for me is the upside play that this team could, can kind of go with. So Doug, your team, bad at quarterback, good everywhere else. Go. I mean, if I'm bad at quarterback, this yeah. is the easiest one. Like, yeah. you're just giving me that. You're just chucking softballs at me. Mine's going to be like brick I walls and I can't have uh, everybody well, fire uh, and Tyler, lightning. I think if my roster's good, but I'm uh, okay, not so great at quarterback, there's a big I'm going to go with uh, so there's uh, Let two, me take Bryce Young. So there's two quarterbacks left. Let me give you a scenario. Your quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, but your second quarterback is Baker Mayfield. I'm still taking Bryce Young. Okay, because I mean CJ Stroud, a lot of people have maybe as the upside play. Bryce Do Young I have is one definitely the same. quarterback when I can have two. But I mean, people say Bryce Young doesn't run. He'll be okay. False statement. Yeah, like I'm trying to just give scenarios here. That's a slam uh, dunk. In that yeah. scenario, it's Bryce Young log out, easy pick. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm on the clock for 30 seconds. Okay. Do, uh, do any of you have Stroud over Young? I don't. No. I did at the beginning because I thought he was going to be the safest pick. And he probably still is, in my opinion. I think Bryce Young, they're going to have to add a couple more pieces around him. They're they're even saying that, you know, let's see how fast he picks up the, the book and everything like that. I mean, yeah, I get so it. What, everything he, you hear, good. he's going to. He's everything good. you hear, he's going to pick up everything. I don't see quick. I don't see he's him not starting the, the season. <laughs> I don't know if they're going I, to be I very competitive. <laughs> I think I think Stroud may actually be in a better situation than the Texans. Well, and, and the one thing to think of too that people I, I I heard on another podcast someone said they're like, well, the Panthers could get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. I'm like, mm, they can't. They don't have their first next year. They don't have my team. And and Houston doesn't have their own first, but they have Cleveland's first. So both of these teams might not have that big wide receiver help until 2025. I actually like Sometimes Carolina's options way more than Houston personally. Like Adam Thielen, I still think has a year or two left as a possession guy. I like Jonathan Mingo. A year, possibly. Jonathan Mingo. I think Terrace Marshall still can be uh, an okay receiver. And DJ Chark's a good deep option as long as he can stay healthy. Now you're going to mention Visca? Come on. Debbie guy? Who? Come on. <laughs> we don't talk about LaVisca. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ian uh, Thomas. He's still there. Yeah. Tommy Tremble, kid. <laughs> Tommy yeah. Tremble. Yeah. And they have Hayden Hurst. Chubba. So, all right. So yeah. give me my uh, scenario. Oh, okay. Here. Your scenario is you're very weak at running Everything back in waters. Your wide receivers are okay. Your quarterbacks, you have, let's go with Daniel Jones and your stud quarterback is Joe Burrow. All right. This is a good scenario. The Giants very similar. Jones, I see how it is. This is very similar to where I'm at. Um, in my draft that's actually kicked off right now i'm waiting for the 103 to pick and i hope no one on the league is in the league is watching this youtube i do but i don't at this very second um i'm gonna do what i'm going to do in my draft and that is take jameer gibbs i'm gonna i'm gonna step out of the quarterback needs to go here at the 104 you're saying that i have daniel jones he just resigned a, a just a contract extension He's going to be with the team for at least two to three more years, at least. Joe Burrow, who is going to deny that he's one of the at least top five quarterbacks in this league at the very moment? And I'm judging by this at the 104 is that you were almost good enough to make it to the playoffs, but you missed out because you don't have the running back depth that you need. And with Jameer Gibbs, he's he's starting to be rumored as a three down back. He has the draft capital. He has the size to do it. And he's an Alabama running back who I always trust. And they almost so, broke a table when they took him. So yeah, and they almost broke a table. So yeah. I I think I think here, even with with uh, everything going on as far as their offensive weapons, I think Jameer Gibbs is still a slam dunk, and I'm not afraid to take him at 104. If I don't need a quarterback and I need a running back, I'm definitely going for the second best running back on the board and walking away with at least that in my draft. Okay. And, and, and I'll just add in here, too. I mean, as a Bears fan, David Montgomery is someone that I have 
loathed that my team has drafted more than anyone. If you followed me on Twitter, I, I wanted a different running back and they had him. He's so inefficient. He averaged negative 0.2 yards per carry below expectation last year. And he's done that mainly his whole career. People got excited over that one end of the year run against Houston and Detroit and some bad defenses, but when like, he had no competition, he's just, he just, he, I describe him as like, he's playing Frogger and like he gets by <laughs> one guy and then gets by another guy, but then the first guy got up and tackled him. Like he needs to go, and he and and Gibbs is just going to outplay him and get more. He doesn't. He doesn't have that Khalil Herbert energy. Let's Dude, what you, Herbert's way better than him. The I know he part is. is, is <laughs> I love Khalil If you Herbert. go back to when he was at Iowa State, I mean, he had the feet of Barry Sanders, the facial expressions <laughs> of Two Face, the <laughs> like he had everything. Oh man, I, uh, I'm just excited we have Roshan. That's all I'm going to say. So yeah, I. All right, that was a good pick. Uh, I actually have a really good scenario for you, Nick. Uh, 105, Stroud, 105, still on the board. 105, your quarterbacks are Herbert, and your other quarterbacks, Kyler. Your running backs are very good. Your receivers, you have three studs and everything else. Your depth is not great. Your tight ends are good. So the only thing you really need is a receiver. You're at 105, Stroud's on the board. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to go with CJ Stroud because I am, I, I stick with what I know. And I know that quarterbacks and super flex, the best time to acquire them are in the draft. And I could trade off whomever I want, whenever. And and, and also, also you think of the, the, the big thing within fantasy too, is the points that you get every week. It's not season long, it's points per week, game or points per week. And so when those guys are on by or Kyler is hurt, that I'm going to have a better every week points per game by no drop off injury matchups whatever by having three really good quarterbacks or i'm going to shop them and get way more in return than by passing up a quarterback no offense james no 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 right. none taken not somebody taken. give me a scenario for this pick there's a very wet b-hole in the backyard <laughs> is, there, is there a bear across the stream <laughs> i'm gonna hit it so so give me a scenario just any, just random. I mean, uh, you don't even need to give me a scenario. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's JSN. <laughs> like, That's I don't care answer. what scenario it is. You take best player available, and this is the point in the draft, if you're yep. not in the top six. 107, I get it. After 107, though, it's a it's a it's the wild, wild west. It's a crapshoot for me. And yep. that's where I start to not like the players nearly as much. So to be at 106, similar situation, right? In a league, I we drafted Bijan at 102. We traded him away for Javante Williams, for Christian Kirk in the 106. We had the 106. We took the best player. It was Jackson Smith and Jigba. 100%. So, that's, like, that's, I was trying to give you guys a trap because that's the answer. Is, it's JSN. And we want best player available. And that's why I'm going to stop with the scenarios because I want to do it the early draft part because I've been in multiple drafts and it's like, okay, where do these quarterbacks land with teams? Uh, even if you have good quarterbacks, are you going to take them? Does Jameer Gibbs jump up because he's – He's really talked about and stuff. That's where I kind of wanted to go with this because right now we're in more of the beep, best player available. Yeah, go ahead. Are any of you concerned about JSN and his landing spot? No. Not I, really. No. To me, this is, and, and I'm going to throw out some negatives just because we need both sides of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue with this time of year is that we always look at optimism, potential, like only the good things about guys. For example, JSN had a season-long hamstring injury, which those are things that do reoccur. We generally concerned about that. We're like broken legs. Those won't happen again. Hamstrings can multiple, you know, happen over years, over time, whatever. Also, he had a 1.65 10 yard split. That's the worst by a first round wide receiver in recent memory. It's equal to Brian Brzee. Michael Mayer had a better time than that. Enter lots of other people too. So he's also, you know, he's not a great athlete, but then look at what did CL do? They got two really good running backs. That doesn't tell you they're going to just air it out like the air raid in, in Cliff Kingsbury's there. Carroll DK's, talks about how much he loves he likes the tight end group, says it's one of the best in the league with Disley and fans. And, D, and DK's there. He's not going anywhere. So I'm just going to paint a picture where I think that people need to think of the other side where maybe JSN doesn't catch 100 balls and, you know, money's falling from the ceiling. Like, there could be a time when he's like, mm, maybe he is a high-end wide receiver three. I think he'll disappoint in his rookie year. 
people are going to expect him to pop off in the rookie year because we've seen it in recent years that, you know, the wide receivers in their rookie year having really good years. I mean, Addison, I think, is going to outproduce him in year one. I just think it's going to be one of those things where JSN is the better prospect out of the two. And I like the talent more than Addison. And I know the fit may not be ideal. I I really want to talk about Zach Charbonnet later. Well, and his quarterback, right? I mean, I yeah. G- Geno Smith was a great story last year. I am not crapping on that at all. Do we think that that's going to happen every year? Just like, no offense, James, Daniel Jones. I need to see it for multiple years. We have seen Kirk Cousins be consistently high-end, above-average, that range of quarterback. Top half, yeah. Forever. Easy. Forever. Yeah. We know that's going to be there. So to me, like I, the best time to acquire JSN might be towards the end of his rookie year where people are like, eh, that's when you get him to get a value. I think it's Not an iffy situation in general with the wide receivers in this class yep. from the jump. I mean, we really only pegged Addison, maybe, I mean, Addison, JSN, and that, and the list really stopped. I think Quentin Johnson has a chance when and, Williams and yes, or they all have Allen a ch- get hurt. They all have a chance, Tyler. I'm not, I'm not like saying that Things they're terrible, sure. yeah. but I think compared to recent years, we know this wide receiver class did not stand up to what they were last year or the year prior. And yes, to your point, Nick, I love the fact that you brought this up because, you know, people are out there expecting a Chris Olave production, a Garrett Wilson production because they came from the same school and, and JSN lit it up. And both of them are saying, Oh yeah, he's better than we are. Uh, And, and the hype and the hype train continues to roll, but he did wind up in an offense where he will be wide receiver three, on that team and he will have to wait for Tyler Lockett to vacate that team before we really see a true jump in production. So it's almost like uh, a similar scenario that CD lamb had great prospect. He's in the slot and then boom, Amari Cooper's there and Gallup was okay on the outside opposite Amari Cooper before CD lamb got there kind of anyway, like we had to wait for Amari Cooper to leave that offense before we saw true CD Lamb's potential, which may we still haven't really seen it all. And he's dealing with Dak Prescott, similar situation with Geno Smith. So yeah, great illustration of what actually could happen with JSN. Although he's still the best receiver in this class. And if I was, if I was anybody in this position, like Tyler, I'd be taking him off the board. Yeah. And, and I agree with the receivers. I mean, even probably the tight end in this class, I I feel like our hopes and dreams are really high right now with this rookie class. And uh, it's like this every year, even with Gibbs Gibbs, I think, but I do think that there's so much negative going around with uh, Bryce young. I don't know if you guys have seen this. People hate Bryce young. People just love to hate Bryce young. Hmm. And I think personally, he's going to have an outstanding rookie season. I think part of it, and this is this is going to be very filmist of me, but I think a lot of the people that aren't good with knowing knowing football or watching film can't appreciate Bryce Young because what he's best at is mental processing, which is the most important trait it's for nuts. a quarterback. When the defense starts to break down, he knows the holes. Well, he, uh, I've he seen it on tape. Yep. Subtle movements, and then mm-hmm. he'll fit into a window or or arm angles. Like it's not size laser rocket arm we're not playing madden here we're playing football where it's up here to know where to go and to fit into spots like that's why people like you know it's like it's annoying why is kirk cousins here like he's just a nobody or tom brady that's like, what made i mean i hate to comp him because they're both short that's what made drew Brees so good 100 percent. and also uh i like i was freaking out watching bryce young tape because i i was noticing his feet and his posture and how he makes himself taller and how he he you know and Breeze kind of, did that for years. Yeah, he was back in the pocket. The way that his launch throw. angle was yep. different. He would yep. kind of look up like this. Like yep. Bryce Young does he a lot of this on his toes stuff. a little bit. Yep, on his on toes a little toes. Bit. Can we call him Twinkle Toes? Sure. I like everything I saw about Bryce Young was like Kyler. He bends. He bends lower when he's throwing or when he's playing quarterback. It's almost like he's trying to get low. Is and it about time that we stop comparing him to Kyler Murray? Yes, he should have never been compared. Yes, he was just there because of the size. That's it's a lazy mainly what it was. Yep. Yes, I I think I think Bryce Young is more Drew Brees than he is Russell Wilson. Wilson doesn't throw as well over the middle either. Him and Kyler are more similar than Bryce Young is. Uh, Yeah, and nobody wants to comp anybody to Drew Brees because he's one of the greatest. But when we have something close, then you can kind of be like, okay, that that's probably the closest comparison you have. Mm -hmm. All All right, Doug, one hundred and seven. We're just gonna start drafting because scenarios. Are I did 106. I, I had JSN. No, I was 106. Thank you. 
you're 106? I was 106. You are 107. We didn't give a scenario. Is this a two-copy league? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to get Nathan again? We're bringing pigs back. Let's go. Capitals pigs is coming back. Oh, I wish. This is an easy one for me. 107, it's Jordan Addison all day. All right. Like that. Easy peasy. Slammed up. I mean, yeah, we're getting into the, the the reason why I'm not doing scenarios to explain to everybody on the listening is it's because, because there's no players that are yep. that are roster changing at this point. A- exactly. After and Addison, it, I mean, Addison has potential, but after that, and right now it's pretty much go get your guy. Like that's how I like to explain it. Like after the next couple picks, it's like just go get your guy. That's which, all you need to do. Which, which the one thing I want to comment on Addison though is is I was a little bit lower on him because because of size and film. I thought he's a better player at Pitt than he was at USC. But I think Jordan Addison makes TJ Hawkinson way less valuable in Minnesota. And people need to watch it. I've been in startups and people are like, oh, Hawkinson is going to be the same guy he was down the stretch. Jordan There's Addison some recency is, bias with Hawkinson. He's way better than Adam Thielen. So you better watch out. That's going to be Hawkinson's going to be third, not in the pecking order, not second. Yeah. I, I love yeah, Addison yeah. in Minnesota. He's going to he's going to be a definite game changer for them. We- we see this every year with a player that ended on a hot streak. Like you said, David Montgomery a few years ago. Um, we saw it with Rashad Penny, who won people leagues. You know, there's like, oh, Hawkinson finished, you know, as the tight end too, and he came on strong, assuming that it's just going to carry over. Like you said, I, I think, could Will Hawkinson finish as a top five tight end? Probably, because tight end sucks. Like, it's not that hard to do that. Um, but he, I don't think he's going to have the same numbers that he did last year. All right, James, you are up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at two different wide receivers here. One is uh, Quentin Johnston, who I have not taken yet this year. I did not like his prospect film. Same. Um, I'm gonna go with Zay Flowers, the speedster at, in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> you just snipe Nick. And, and guess what? Like, I I like the the theory that we created last week on the pod when I turned around and I said Lamar Jackson missed Hollywood Hoboken Brown when he departed to Arizona. And I think Zay Flowers fits the mold there perfectly. He's going to be on the field starting game one. And I don't think he has much competition in the sense of an older OBJ and a Rashad Bateman that really isn't proven yet. So Zay Flowers. The issue is everybody knows what Baltimore's offense has been. And they're not realizing that Todd Monk. Oh, yeah, it's going to be different. Not at all. He did so good with what he had at Georgia. Go go by Isaiah Likely. Like, Like, yes. Like Bennett. Do you think Todd Monken made Bennett? who he is at quarterback, you know, in Georgia, that is now a Ram. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. I mean, they had some movement for him moving around the pocket, getting him some running lanes. It's going to be the same thing. I mean, it, it was the offensive line that opened up everything in Georgia. And now he's actually got weapons because Georgia. Yeah. They had some, they had some okay weapons like Pickens, but I, I don't think they had anything like they have in Baltimore with uh, Zay flowers and Bateman, if healthy and uh, OBJ with one knee. Well, and Andrews. I mean, like, let's not yeah, forget yeah, Andrews. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's still well, there, too. He had Brock Bowers, which is pretty close to Andrews. Yeah. What is Isaiah likely going to be Darnell Washington? I'm kidding. The size is very different. But but that's but people need, I I heard this on a podcast as well. People are like, well, you know, Baltimore's offense. You're you're not watching what's going on. This is nope. what separates people in fantasy leagues. Like, like Lamar Jackson's rushing attempts and yards are going to go down 100 percent And if you're not, if you're as not they should factoring, yeah, as they should. Now there's going to be zero excuses for Lamar Jackson after this season, just like there's going to be no excuses for Justin Fields. They're setting them both up with weapons, and now it's like, okay, let's see how great of a passer you guys both can be. Because no offense, if people haven't noticed, Lamar Jackson has started off the seasons well as a passer the last two years and then just just fell far on his face. He can't handle the blitz well. He's not good at processing. And and, and, well, and that could be some of his offensive coordinator, Greg Roman. Uh, but now he's going to be set up to do well with Monken, who's aired it out. Tampa, he was there with Jamison that one year. Like, like he likes to throw. So, and the thing with like a guy like Zay is he can separate. So the processing is easier because Zay is he's not going to be seeing a, a, a number one corner. He's mm-hmm. going to be in the slot. He can separate his ass off. Like that's going to make it so much easier for Lamar Jackson between having Andrews and Zay in the middle of the field. Like that's going to be really I, nice. I, I want to give an example. So Greg Roman had Mike Vick, you know, he put an LG Crumpler was a huge part of that offense. What happened when Michael Vick met Andy Reed? Just fireworks. Like he was the number one quarterback, wasn't he? I believe he went they fell off. In love. The, he went off like that. He, when he went to Philly, 
he went off. Like he was, and Matthew Barry put him at quarterback one. When he's in an offense that can actually use his skills to the best of their ability, like Lamar's got a good arm, I think. Lamar actually has a really oh, good yeah. deep ball. Yeah, he misses yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, a strong arm. So, like Mike Vick, all these years, it was like, hey, Mike, just run or throw to LG Crumpler. It's like, this guy could throw 60, 70 yards on the dime. Then he gets to Sean Jackson and all of a sudden just fireworks. Everything lights up. It's like, Smart coordinators will use their players smart. So I love Zay Flowers in this situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm shocked. Everybody loved my pick with well, no situation. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers <laughs> my, my, my wide receiver, too. So I love Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. It'll be interesting to see what you do here. <laughs> now that your number two is off the board. I know. Snipe. I, um, I'm not big on Quentin Johnston. Um, to me, it's between him and Dalton Kincaid, uh, who I love. But. I don't, tight tight I don't trust I don't trust I mean I I don't worry I I'm a huge fan of him I loved his film I think he's the closest I I like his film better than Kyle Pitts no offense um so, say he's so, the closest to cut Travis Kelsey that's what yeah, you're going to say weren't you yeah, yeah he's like, and he's that's like all I saw yeah now now he's a little bit older and I just don't trust young tight ends I just don't and so if I can have a first round pick wide receiver going to an elite quarterback I'm just going to do that and keep investing in those types of situations and yeah. trust they're going to show him how to catch the ball. Yes, and and I do think that these two receivers around him will kind of teach him the ropes because you got two elite receivers. Yeah, they they have you know he's going Quentin Johnson. Doug, you look confused. No, I'm trying to do something on the computer. It's not. Because oh, okay. Yeah, so Quentin Johnson, he has Keenan Allen and Mike Williams to learn from, and and if you mold those two, it is literally a raw Quentin Johnson. I think like mm-hmm. if you put them at the beginning of their careers, that's what it is. So. I think he will have room to learn. They will get him opportunities early, which will help him. So I I do like the the future and opportunities for Quentin Johnson. And they have a better coordinator now too. Let's not forget that that Mm. the Chargers have upgraded to Kellen Moore and they're not going to be held back by not a great OC despite the talent. Yeah, I agree. Now for me, I am going to go Kincaid. I am here at what, 109? Yep. Is the pick? 110. 110 okay yeah uh Kincaid for me is the easy pick here I I know the whole don't trust a young tight end that goes for ev- a lot of things you should never tr- <laughs> in the bar and also never trust a big butt and a smile I've been to <laughs> so yeah Kincaid, Kincaid for me is a slam dunk here because you know what if I'm at 110 and it is my pick I'm just kind of adding to the depth my team probably already has and especially at a position where if you have the ability to get the upper hand, like a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, I'm going to take that chance because he's got Josh Allen at quarterback. Uh, they have an opening in the slot unless Shakir takes that. But uh, all rumors say that uh, Kincaid will play the big slot guy and they will still use Dawson Knox as the wide tight end. So I like this pick and it was pretty easy for me. Doug, 111. I, this is a pretty easy one for me. It is super flex. I'm looking at the players that are available here, and they're not really moving the needle for me, to be quite honest. I mean, you're looking at like a super small, speedy running back that some people got in the first round now. I'm not all about that life. I understand it was a great fit. So in super flex, there's nothing more valuable than a quarterback. So I know he didn't go in the first round. He went at the very top of the second. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm gonna, yeah, but I'm gonna take Will Levis here. I think it's it's a really easy pick to make because I don't think that taking uh, like a Devin A chain here is gonna move the needle when it comes to like what's this player worth a year or two years from now. Where if Levis takes over Tannehill midseason and he does ball out, like I don't know if that's gonna happen or not. But for me, it's worth the risk. I probably won the league, right? I'm towards the end of the end of the first round. Why not add another quarterback? Like Nick said, having a third quarterback, potentially the depth to have that, or they become a trade chip. If they do hit, there's nothing more valuable in this format than a quarterback. So I'm going to take Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, James. I'm at the at 112. 112. <clears throat> Congrats and on winning the league. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm really mad about the whole move with Jack, Zach Charbonnet. Um, Devin A. Chain may have to wait a year or two to even see promising production. Who knows how they're going to crowd that backfield even more so next season after he most are Delvin Cook comes in dusts away. <laughs> yeah, he's, hey, you never know. And and like to take a 
a questionable uh, running back here at the end of the first round. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Actually, I'd rather go trade out. I would definitely trade out. I mean, (laughs) I have always traded out um, of the back of the of the first round if possible. But guess what? If you can't trade out, you might as well get a, a needing a meaningful player. Uh, and that's Michael Mayer. I'll take Michael Mayer at the back end of the first round and not be too mad about it in a tight end premium league where he walks into the Las Vegas Raiders offense pretty much as the starter. And you know what? I I think it's going to be an okay offense. They know how to use a tight end with coach Mike Daniels and and I'm not afraid of it. So Garoppolo knows how to use a tight end. Oh yeah, for sure. So I I think Michael Mayer, (laughs) he's a plug and play. He's a plug and play tight end too right now that you're He's getting at Vegas. the end of the first round. But I, I think he does have the the promise and the, the pedigree to climb up the tight end ladder. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Mayer there. I do like that pick because, Safe you pick. know, I, I do like him a lot. So, uh, Nick, you are up at the 201. We're going to go more rapid, rapid fire. Rapido. Let's go. Yeah, um, and sorry for my camera. I told you guys that might happen. So it's an overheating issue. I saw your it internal on the temperature was too high. Nick, it said, "Yeah, yeah, it's, too I, hot, baby." Well, we're, it's it's an exciting draft. Um, Johnson pick was just too hot. I wish I had a camera that would tell me that. Sometimes all my camera says is ugly. <laughs> so, so I and I I know I just said this, but again, it's kind of ugly where it's at with running backs and receivers right now. I'm gonna go Sam Laporta. I you son Sam, of a turd! That's I my guy. Laporta. Ahead of Michael Mayer, um, I like him a ton. He's athletic. He adjusts the passes really well. I think in that situation, and, and Detroit does not have a great wide receiver three. That could be Gibbs potentially in the slot. And and Jameson's gone for six weeks. Laporte is one of my favorite guys. So I I'm, I would take him. I think he's going to be outstanding there as I overheat again. Yeah, I traded up <laughs> in an industry league to get Sam Laporta because I was like, I want him, I need him. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a move to get my guy at 207. It's tight end premium, and I was absolutely thrilled. All right. I am up at the 202, and this is where it gets a little interesting. Um, I'm actually gonna go A chain here. Uh give me the offense and the speed, and we'll see what happens. Like, I mean, right now we're in just take take a player that maybe you need to diversify your portfolio a little bit and kind of mix it up with your players. And uh, for me, Devin A-Chain, I have maybe one or two shares of him. But mass- awesome best ball player. If this was best ball, this would be a pretty easy pick for me because, hey, you don't need to worry about starting him. But here I will take him and just hope that the the fit and the speed match. You can bash this picnic if you want. <laughs> I, I just don't trust him. I mean, no, I me mean, either, but and it's not even a size thing, but it's also like, I mean, we know what happened with 49ers with running backs. Joe I mean, I, I haven't trusted McDaniel with a running back yet either. So to me, I'm just, mm, but I, but no one else I love either. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, I have the next pick. I'm going to take the guy that without landing spot would have gone in the first round pretty easily. It's Zach Charbonnet. I've been doing some more thinking on this. I've listened to some podcasts. And they've made some good points about Ken Walker being super inefficient, not being active in the passing game. He's a home run hitter, which is awesome, but he's not great in short yardage. Pete Carroll has been talking up. They're going to battle it out. Ken Walker does have a history of nagging injuries as well. I think Charbonnet has become one of the best values in our dynasty rookie drafts because we all loved him before. And he was the 107, 108, pretty consensus. And then he lands in a spot where there's Ken Walker. And then I've seen him slip into the mid-second, sometimes a tick later. And for me, it's like the guy's talented. We all loved him. I know the landing spot stinks, but like look at Ken Walker. It's fun when he makes electric plays and he has 25 carries a game, but he's not super efficient. And I think they want to get more efficient in that running game and you know, and make it a each guy gets 15 carries a game. I'm perfectly okay taking Zap Charbonnet with 15 carries a game, especially if he gets goal line work in an offense that should be very, very good. So, I, so for me, this is an easy pick with Charbonnet. I just thought of something. Thomas yes. Rawls, Kenneth is Kenneth Walker. Chris Carson is Zach Charbonnet. Fair, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. size and like play style, running style. Rawls was like a rolling ball of butcher knives when he ran. Like pretty much. Yeah, Walker's very Ooh, similar. Gave me nightmares a little bit. 
of butcher knives or I should look see where I have Kenneth Walker right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Charbonnet easy. Interesting. All right, James, that is you. Two yeah. four. Oh boy. I'm looking at Kendra Miller and I'm like Ugh. um <laughs> like like I really <laughs> didn't bad. like his film. Uh, he's got a good situation where you know Alvin Kamara could not is this be your there pick? for no, it's not. It's I'm gonna go Jonathan Mingo over him. I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Um, I, I think it's more of a promising role for Jonathan Mingo tied to Bryce Young for the next couple of years. And I think it's a safer pick here in, in the beginning of the second round than trusting my hopes on a on a running back two or three in a system where you know it's very, very dicey and I know they want to throw the ball down in down in the swamp. So I I, I, li- I like the 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 strategy in here of James talking down another pick, hoping he'll slide to him and then take somebody else. It, it's, <laughs> it's a good leak. It's a you know, leak chat talk. Yeah. Also, also, you know, oh, Miller, I mean, you know, Sean Payton's not there anymore. They just signed Jamal Williams. <laughs> the list of negatives for, you know, Jamal for, Williams, the, for Miller just money. keeps growing. He's, he's there. So I'm not going to go with him either. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with my RB4 entering the NFL draft. So it's not biased. I'm going with Roshan Johnson. Um, he is the guy that I thought would have been a third round pick. Uh, so I, I don't really consider him a fourth. I know that sounds weird, but um, I think he can do it all. If he was not at Texas behind B. John Robinson, he'd be starting at 95% of the colleges, if not more. Um, he broke more tackles per touch than anyone else. He can do everything. He doesn't run a 40 yard dash in four three but that doesn't matter honestly in football if that's what you're looking at you're doing it wrong it matters if you can break tackles make cuts have vision catch the ball run hard get 10 15 yard chunk plays i think roshan johnson by the way people love Khalil herbert which we just talked about Khalil herbert is a guy that they inherited with his new regime yeah they didn't draft him they didn't sign him they signed foreman and last year when montgomery was inefficient which we talked about earlier whether it was on the pot or not can't remember um Herbert was way better and they still gave Montgomery carries. So if you thought like, Hey, we really love Khalil Herbert. They would have given him that chance last year or not signed Foreman or not drafted Johnson. So this is going to be Johnson's backfield sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I want to go back to your talk about the saints. Uh, it's kind of a whole entire, another situation, kind of like what we talked about Baltimore, but reverse like people are like, Oh, he's the Alvin Camaro. Like, no, I, I think Dennis no. Allen is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. I don't think he's a good head coach. It's not biased because I'm a Falcons fan, but I think he is legit one of the worst coaches. So I, yeah, I agree. Like you're, the whole entire taking Kendra Miller. There's... No, I am oh, not. Okay. I'm not taking Kendra. Um, <laughs> I am actually going to take Josh Downs, it's a good who pick. is uh, getting a lot of love. And uh, I mean, we should have seen this coming, right? Us Debbie guys, because Josh Downs was very talked about a couple years ago as uh, maybe even a first round pick, one of the best receivers in this class. And he fell because of the weight and height issues. But you know what? That, that, that doesn't matter anymore. In today's NFL, that does not matter. So I'm going to go Josh Downs here at what pick is this? 206. Um, at the 207, this is an easy pick for me. A guy loved going into the draft process. He's got a great pedigree. Um, at Oklahoma, it's Marvin Mims. Oh, I thought you were going to talk Triple H. No. <laughs> He's had a great pedigree. Yes. Uh, the, so the Denver Broncos <laughs> don't have a lot of draft capital, and they trade up into the second round to take Marvin Mims. I don't. We don't know how long Cortland Sutton's going to be on that team. Sean Payton comes in. He gets his guy, much like Nick said. Like, yeah, Herbert was a carryover. Well, guess what? Patrick, Judy, Sutton, all carryovers. Now the coach is in charge, and he drafts Marvin Mims at the second, at the end of the second round when they don't have a ton of draft picks and trades up to get him. Marvin Mims is going to be a thing for sure in Denver, and to get him at 207, I am happier than a pig in poo. I might have to leave the pod. I don't know. This is an anti-Sutton podcast, okay? I, like I, Sutton. I, just don't, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Doug knows my history I with totally... Sutton. You can't talk bad about Corey Davis or Sutton. Those are the I two mean, rules. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I, I mean, was... I have Sutton on a couple of dynasty squads. I feel you, but after last year, like I know yeah. he's coming no, off I was... injury. 
I Doug mean, would I, try to trade him, but he had trouble actually moving off of his team because Sutton has trouble moving on the field as well. I know. It hasn't been great for him, but I was... It's the know. knee. It's the knee, which sucks. Hey, Cor- Corlin Sutton follows me on Twitter. That's how much I pumped him up before he was anybody. <laughs> I recall. So, I rem- Marvin Mims. Petra Farm remembers. So we're at the 208. <laughs> we're at the 208 in this draft, and it, and it feels like every every rookie draft I've done thus far, you get to this point and you're like, shit, I should have traded out. I should have traded out. Or get your guy. Yeah, or or get your guy. And and you know what? Miller's there. Yeah, Kendra Miller is still (laughs) going to be there uh, for Nick next pick. Um, (laughs) We're going to keep the tight ends rolling. Give me Luke Musgrave uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Wow. I love Musgrave. I want to hear what Nick uh, has I think to say about Musgrave. I think it's the talent that he that he proved during the combine. I think it's the situation not having to deal with a lot coming in with a pretty much a rookie quarterback that's going to rely on some kind of a safety blanket coming from the tight end position. Nick's a Tucker Craft guy, isn't he? Yeah, I have Tucker Craft over him. I mean, Luke Musgrave's great to catch the ball and fall down. I mean, he, 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 he also maybe what Green Bay needs in college. Like he's I mean, he's, he's been very he's, hurt. He's like yeah. a he's like a Mike Kosicki light. I mean, that's what I see him as. I mean, I don't think it's terrible. They need somebody, but I just don't see. And again, a Green Bay is going to be this. They have those incentives in there for Jordan Love, which we talked about. But like, they're going to be this ball control, play action, short passing, like very boring offense. Like, I don't know if you want any part of it besides maybe Aaron Jones. So, um, yeah, I, I have I have uh, Tucker Craft over him. I am not going to go Kendry Miller. Um, I'm going to go and take a little gamble. Oh, you're going to snipe me, aren't you? Because we talked about what you do is you want to align your receivers with elite quarterbacks. I'm going to go Rasheed Rice, wide receiver, SMU, because, you know, Cortland Sutton went there too. Um, I, <laughs> it all ties together. I think, I think Rice is the most up and down kind of polarizing wide receiver prospect. Like people like either loved him or hated him. There are things that I liked, but then he was like, and I hated it, but then I was like, well, he's injured. He had a lot of things going on. But when they take him in the second, and they don't have a wide receiver one there, and I love Travis Kelsey, who knows how long he'll be there for. You're tied to Mahomes for four years, and you got Tony. Sorry, I don't trust him. I don't know if you guys do or not. I love he Sky Moore. up today on Twitter. Uh, yeah, well, they, they can keep pumping there. I, I like Sky Moore, too, but I'll go Rasheed Rice. I like – so, Loki. Uh, in our UDPL draft, I drafted him. Then I went to his uh, combine metrics and stuff and to double check. <laughs> I I did not trade him. I still have him. That's right. You had to offer for him, though. Yes, and I held. But uh, I did not know he jumped 41 inches at the yeah. combine. And I am a huge fan of players that can go up and get the ball because that is a dying breed. Diamond Peoples-Jones, another one that jumped out of the roof. And he's turned out pretty good. And that shows explosion. And that's what I want to see from my receivers is that explosiveness because it translates. And, uh, who, I mean, he didn't run the 40 pass, but who knows? Maybe he's Dwayne Bow 2.0 in Kansas City. over Dwayne Bow. Uh, so I have the next pick, and I'm going to go with one of my favorite running backs, and that is Tank Bigsby from Jacksonville. And this is more of a lightning and thunder combination. Scenario I hope you had. You had ETN on your roster ahead of time. Just wanted to pass. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> God, what a smart ass. We should better than a dumbass, my friend. Uh, I had ETN on a roster and packed and passed on Tank. They did, but you went a different player due to scenario. But uh, yeah, for me, Tank is the player here I'm going to go with. I he was my RB four pre-draft, and I don't think really much changed post-draft because of the landing spot. Doug Peterson is known to split the running back carries. And I do think they want to keep Etienne healthy. So Tank will get a little bit of that workload, and I think he will do well with it. All right. I'm not going to take Kendra Miller here because I want to keep that going. Um, So (laughs) what Nick said earlier with Rasheed Rice, like a team invest draft capital, you know what the NFL thinks of them. When I look at it and say, all right, what's the draft capital look like? And does the player have a role in year one? Potentially the answer is yes. And he got really good reviews out of the senior bowl. It's Jaden Reed going to green Bay. You know, you look at Christian Watson. He's not going to be a target monster. I don't think Romeo Dobbs was very up and down. Jaden Reed should be that start that starting slot um, wide receiver. You bring in the two tight ends. We all know that tight end takes some time to learn the position. And with with um, Musgrave there, 
just his history of injuries and and not getting a lot, you know, a ton of on-field playing time and experience. Kiss Nick's ass. To, okay. To me, Jaden <laughs> Reed is going to be the safety blanket for Jordan Love. It's not going to be the tight ends in year one. It's going to be Jaden Reed. He's a top 50 pick in the NFL draft, which surprised a lot of people. And uh, for me, I'm going to chase the draft capital on a player that I really like here at the end of the second round and be perfectly happy with it. Fair this enough. has to be Kendra, right? Nope. <laughs> yeah, we kept it going. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it going, and I'm not gonna take Kendra Miller just for the for the giggles on the show. Uh, but no, I I really think you know this player might actually have more upside than Kendra Miller moving forward on an offense where it's built around the run first. Um, they just picked up a quarterback that has a big gun of an arm in Will Levis or one knee. You're gonna take, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Tajay Spears. Right here, and and in the back of the second round, and and just sit on him for until until uh, Derrick Henry sit, don't sit too until hard. Derrick Henry retires, and I, I don't think it's going to happen right away. But we did see, you know, we saw Henry get hurt a little bit towards the end of last season, and there was big question marks on who was going to take the the spot for him. And I think they they as an organization turn around and say, oh man, we really don't have a number two behind Derrick Henry. And no, they didn't do it like a, a comp si- a size comp or anything like that. He did weigh in a little bit uh light at the at the uh combine his pro day, ran slow, only a four or five. But I think he brings a dynamic to this team where they were going to need a downhill runner somewhat. And I think Tajay Spears fits that mold just right. Maybe a, a first and second down, but hey, you know what? It's just back into the second Tajay's round. Tajay's not a downhill runner per se. He is definitely an east guy. and west. East and West, as long as it gets in the end zone, I don't care which way it goes. Well, <laughs> hopefully his knees are intact because that is the definite worry about his. Uh, Do you really history. think his knees aren't if they take him at in the middle of the third round? It's Vrabel. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, that's the, the that's the really the big thing. Like we saw Sean Tucker fall completely out of the draft because of heart. Well, heart, heart is a bigger issue. And, like, <laughs> well, we saw just in general, we see medical issues taking players. Darnell Washington, Darnell Washington slipped down the draft, you know, for medicals. And we saw his production at the combine was amazing. Um, that one handed catch that he only got one foot in. Anyway, um, I, I, I think it's it's more of a scenario based uh, opportunity here in the back of the second round. Yeah. And I don't really, you're rolling the dice on all of these players. You might as well yeah. try to pick the scenario that may play out the best. Yeah. Or like here, trade out. Like here, like Kendra Miller for me would be probably around this area oh, yeah. just because if he has one massive game, there's going to be at least three people begging you to trade him to him. I just so. think Kendra Miller, I just think Kendra Miller, you know, he may have a couple games here or there and you may be able to trade him in season to the sucker in your league and then try to get out of it. For me, it's the offense. I don't think he's that bad. The off, the off, the, he's not bad, but the offense, I don't think is good. I honestly don't think this offense is good. Well, I think Tyler wants me to pass on Kendra Miller. Um, he is my next running back that's available. We could take well, him at the, the 301. In the 301, this will be our last pick because <laughs> I wasn't planning on going to the third round. So 301, and, you take Kendra Miller. <laughs> and and I am going to pass on Kendra Miller here. I'm not going to take him. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go, and this is something that's new. I don't think I've talked about it yet. Um, you want to pick receivers that are tied with good slash elite quarterbacks that are still somewhat young. So I'm going to go with Cedric Tillman, who I had rated very highly, uh, Mm -hmm. going into the draft. And now he's with now again, this is something that, you know, in fantasy football, I care about points and some people care about, you know, like the character of guys oh, yeah. like, like they're going to go to Sunday, yeah. Sunday lunch with them after church. I don't care. Deshaun Watson is a stud. Okay. And I know there are things that happen and I'm not saying I'm for whatever, no. any of yeah. that stuff. Yep. He's a good quarterback. So he's going to bounce back and he's got Amari Cooper. Who's getting on the end for of, this year. I think he's a know, $60 million cap hit or something ridiculous next ooh, year. Does he? Okay. So, so he doesn't crazy. have a lot of time left. That's pretty I, cheap for wide receivers though. I, 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 do, think about <laughs> I do like Donovan people's Jones too, but this might be his last year. If I remember right. Yep. Um, he's a, yeah. He's a D- David Bell still is running his 40 yard dash. All right. They need, they need some help there. Elijah Cedric Moore. They Tillman, went and traded for him. And Cedric, well, they have, they have Elijah Moore, but I think Cedric Tillman is really going to flourish with him. And yeah. that's the, and again, at this point in the draft, you want to bet on certain things. I want to bet on a quarterback that throws touchdowns, that throws for a lot of yards. And that's going to be, well, and also Nick Chubb is older. So I don't know that they're going to be 
feeding him a ton. They're going to start last year in his contract. Nick Chubb. Yep. They're going to pass more. So that's why I think Tillman is a good bet at this point. In the yeah. You got to worry about an old Chubb. I, I was I was on the board. Doesn't chub like it used to. I was on the board at the end of the third, early fourth, and we have Travis Etienne on a team. Tank's big Tank Bigsby was available, and so was Cedric Tillman. And I was like, well, I could do the logical thing and take Bigsby because I have Etienne, or I can take Tillman, who's attached to a very above average quarterback who has the profile of a potential alpha. So I went with Tillman. And and if and if you guys don't trust my film that I like Tillman, um, some guy named Matt Waldman, you might have heard of before, really likes Cedric Tillman as well. Never heard of him. Oh yeah, wait, he's only like who's the that? oldest dynasty player known. Like not, well, he is older. Created but... dynasty. <laughs> well, no, his but, yeah. his Waldman uh, guide is nuts. His RSP like, is amazing. very good. If yeah. you want to spend months and months just soaking up great information, that's where you need to go. Because I mean, I'm not a good reader, and it took me quite a while to read one. <laughs> I actually typed him, and I said, "Hey, more pictures." more pictures Uh, you would all right well that is going to wrap up our mock draft before we completely wrap up i did want to give a shout out to manscaped i thought about dropping it earlier when we were talking about the b-hole in tyler's backyard uh because you know what you can shave that you can shave your front your back everything with the manscaped lawnmower it's 4.0 it's great wireless it's you can charge it it's got the ear and nose trimmer for the olds like me that wash out that b-hole yeah, wash out that bee. It's completely waterproof. You can wash it out underneath the water. You can dip it in the bee hole in Tyler's backyard. It'll be fine. You can I still could use, use the it. help. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and not only that, when you use code DHH, you'll save 20%, but it also comes with all sorts of things to make you clean and fancy and smelling fresh. So make sure you check out Manscaped. Once again, that's code DHH on manscaped.com. Tyler, you have your hand up, sir. Yeah. Another thing that's nice about it is if it's dark out, I can trim around the bee hole with the LED light. That's right. You can use a mirror and get into the angles. That was very yeah, sharp, Tyler. Thing. Very, yes. very sharp. Thank you, Tyler. Well, that is going to wrap us up this week. But, Nick, give us a quick uh, rundown what you're up to, where we can find you, all those good things. Yeah, I'm over at Football Guys um, at underscore Nick Whalen on Twitter. I'll always be arguing and debating on there. So if, if you want to do that, and I'm, and if you're a Packers fan and you follow me, it's not going to be good for you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Didn't yeah. like my Jaden Reed picks. No, the nice thing about Nick did not is, like your Jaden Reed. The nice thing about Nick is what I'm seeing about new Twitter, and I've I've been I've had a beef about this. Was that is new that, Twitter or nude Twitter? Well, Twitter nowadays is oh. just all they, they just give the, the They just give the, the their opinion, and you must take it. It is the only opinion you can have. Like that's what a lot of people are tweeting, and Nick actually gives stats and stuff, and he allows you to come talk to him about it. Like that's the nice thing about Nick is he has leaves the option to approach him it's while there's candor. others. I'm not going to name any names, but there's certain two people that I cannot stand. I actually, I actually unfollowed them because it's, Hey, this is what it is. If you're doing this, you're dumb. Like I can't stand that. <laughs> take lock. If you will. Yes. Yeah. And well, in dynasty, you can't have that. Here. Cause you're going to lose all the value. If you just like, Nope, one more year, he'll be good. I swear to God. Anyway, that is going to wrap us up. Thank you for joining us this week, Nick. I'm your host, Doug, for James and Tyler. We will see you next week on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Like and subscribe.